Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Podcast. I'm Amir Tabrizi and always joined by Robert Garcia. And we thought, you know, why not the first episode of us taking a couple month break to be on Valentine's Day on Love Day because we want to show you and your brand some love. Mr. Garcia, how you doing, my friend? Good, man. How you doing? How's everything? Everything is good. Everything is good. You know, happy Valentine's Day and hope I'm sure you have some fun stuff planned for your wife later on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did. Uh, we, I did my Valentine's over the weekend because weekdays are pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. So I got her some flowers. There you go. I know Wednesday, Wednesday Valentine's Day is a little bit hard with kids yep. and stuff too. So good. Well, the love today will be all around niche marketing and how we want to kind of grow that side of niche marketing, right? So this is really, you know, we, the pivot that Robert and I discussed of what we want to see and how we want to take is we want to do more on not just building your brand, but this year our goal is really to say, hey, let's not just build a brand. Let's actually build some lead generation behind a brand. Let's really talk about and highlight on how our real estate friends, our home services friends, can really use, and honestly, anybody who's in sales, whether it's B2B, B2C, or any business owner can really use this podcast to kind of help them get to that next level of growth and what they're looking to do and go with their business. So we thought, why not start with something that I think we both really, really value, which is niche marketing. So we'll get into kind of what it is, why choose a niche, how to identify a niche how to build your niche brand, overcoming some of the challenges, and then kind of just some success stories that we've had, whether I've heard it from an agency owner perspective and what Robert himself has experienced as a realtor. So we wanted to kind of go over and discuss some of those things with you. And I promised if I look down, it's not that I'm texting, it's just I'm looking at my notes on my iPad. So I want to make sure that we are we are getting some stuff out there for you. So I'll start. So essentially, what I wanted to talk about is what is niche marketing? right? What is it? Why do we do it? What, what, like all of the things we just talked about. So what is it, right? So niche marketing is a type of advertising that is, a highly, that is highly targeted at your ideal persona. So it's a specific and smaller audience. So for a real estate, for a real estate example, like you can't just say I'm a buyer's agent or I'm a seller's agent, right? So a lot of people say that, but there is Personas within the buy side and the sales side. So we need you to identify like who is that persona or who is the ideal person to go after. This way, it can be a great way to organize and kind of the organization of what you're going to do moving forward and how to hyper target people. A niche specific segment of customers who share the characteristics and are likely to purchase a particular product or service. As we talked about, we want you to target the specific people that you want to go after before we hear a little bit more about the show rg do you have anything to kind of add to what is niche marketing and you know kind of just some of your some of the steps you took maybe at the initial phases to get to your niches yeah that's a good question um i wish i when i was taking my my classes to become a realtor somebody would have told me about niche marketing because in essence is you know when you go to real estate school basically they just tell you Anybody out there needs a house, go and sell them one. Or anybody out there needs to sell a house, go and sell their house. And it's not true. 
people you know hire you because of of your niche how uh, the specialty how unique you are in certain things so the sooner you figure out your niche your specialty that thing that that you are passionate about the better it is and it's okay if you find it once you try it and then you find out you don't like it and you go and pursue another one that's okay that is fine it's it's totally acceptable but the reality it is it is better to find something that you're good at it right now and then leverage from it than try to be good at everything yeah don't be you know be a master of one skill don't try to be the person who does everything so now that you know what we're talking about what's in store for it today go grab some coffee grab some popcorn let's get the show started Welcome to the Brand Builder Podcast. I'm your host, Amir Tabrizi. I'm a side hustle digital marketer turned agency owner who has managed over $2 billion in marketing budgets. I'm obsessed with the brand building process through video content, social media, and all things organic, leveraging search engine optimization and the power of Google. Every week here on the Brand Builder Podcast, we dive deep into the dynamic realm of digital marketing, unveiling the tools, strategies, and insights that can empower your brand in today's digital-centric world. Not just go over some quick hacks and tricks that will yield you no long-term growth. Whether you're a startup looking to make a splash or an established brand aspiring to reach new heights, our podcast is here to illuminate the path towards your success. So stay tuned to my workshop-style solo shows with the occasional in-depth interviews with industry experts. We don't just talk about digital marketing. We decode it, demystify it, and help you leverage it for your brand's growth. So stay tuned into Brand Builders Podcast and embark on your journey towards becoming a titan in the digital marketing arena. So one of the things we're going to talk about is why choose a niche. Right, like, why do I need to do it? If I'm a real estate agent, and you go to class and you hear, "Go be a buyer's agent," like, why is it that we're sitting here telling you, "Hey, that way is wrong. It doesn't work like that anymore. You need to go and be specific on who you want to work with and what it is that you want to do." So, why choose a niche? There are three things to it. There are pain points. There are benefits, and we'll give you some of the examples of it. So, the challenge of being a generalist in real estate specifically or in home services specifically is you're in a very saturated market so we're talking low brand recognition and high competition right so nobody knows you but everyone's competing with you everyone's a buyer's agent that has a license everyone's a listing agent that has a license high competition low market evaluation and recognition it's difficult to track your ideal customer. It is going to be extremely difficult to drive your brand because you're trying to do many, many things. There is a reason why we have specialists, right? So like a specialist can be anything from a doctor to someone who, you know, specialist on your car or you can take your car to the mechanic, but if the person who works on engines specifically is not there and you have an engines issue, they're going to hold your car until that person comes. You can go to the ER but if you're having heart issues, well, they're going to bring in a cardiologist, right? So think about it that way. You don't want to be just, oh, I can do it all. Oh, I can do listings and buyers. Yes, it's very easy to get attracted to that because I think especially the scarcity in the market right now, like there are not that many leads. 
we are struggling to get our clients, you know, certain things and, oh my gosh, there's no listings and I got a ton of buyers. Like it's very easy to try to get that scarce mentality, but that destroys your niche. That adds more to the pain point. So Robert, what are some pain points you faced before you, because we'll talk about your niche specifically a little bit. I mean, you'll, you'll mention it to us and stuff and kind of your steps into what you're doing, but what were some of the pain points that you were seeing before you went, you know what, I need to niche down because I'm not trying to be a generalist. True. I mean, that's a great question. And, and it took me a while to figure it out. It's really because again, the fear of like only going for a very small stream of, of, of leads on the flow versus the big pipe. Right. I mean, going from like five, you know, 10 inches pipe going to something super small. So really that changes a lot of things for people. And the, the scarcity mentality kicks in to say, what if I'm so specific sometimes that people think that I only work with uh, out of town buyers, um, or I only work with seniors or I only work with people with that are like, uh, um, physically, you know, handicapped and stuff like that. So, you mm. know, stuff like that is really what, what it comes to the point, but it's when you really start growing because what happens is you, there is an audience out there. And if you're not speaking their language, then there is a big problem. So I recently had the opportunity to start a, a second YouTube channel. And one of the things that I, that I did on, on, on the channel was basically just to say, Hey, maybe you live in a house like this and I'm showing a beautiful, you know, $2 million house, mm -hmm. but you just inherited a house like this. And then I'm showing like a $450,000 house that it looks like it's falling apart. And and people really start like, oh my gosh, yeah, my so-and-so died and I just inherited their house or my parents, my mom, whomever it is. And now, right. and then, and then it's like, well, now you do what? So you really start to start speaking to the, to their minds to say, this is the people that I want to attract. This is the people that I want to work with. And guess what? There are plenty of those out there. Don't believe that those are just not people. Don't just take orders or take notes or just be that person that will be driving you know i have so many realtors that used to come to me and said hey i have these out of town buyer they just uh they're planning a trip over here they want to be here and they're wanting me to take them out out, out outside and show houses and say how many houses you have in the list they're like oh well they have like 32 houses and I said, and how long they're going to be here? Well, they're going to be here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they want to see as many of those houses as they can. Mm. And that for me right there, it causes, it's, it's a big problem because I'm just like, you're not a, 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 a tax, a cab driver, right? You're, you're a real estate agent. You, but again, if you don't send the value you need to these people, then these people are not going to come to you because if you don't add any value, then what's the point? So. First thing is figure out what you like, figure out what you, what you wanted to do, and and then you're gonna start hitting some some of those roadblocks. Those those issues are gonna come, and you have to work around it. You have to find a way to make it to make it tweak the message. You know, Amir is good in saying have an A B test all the time, and I didn't understand what he was, what he meant by A B test for many years, but the reality is maybe this message it's 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 better and just see what's working and what it doesn't and what and what it is working then keep working with that and just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper uh but challenges are going to come pain points are always going to exist and the sooner you cross those pain points the better it is right i mean and that comes with its benefits right so when you when you do niche down and you understand like this is the person who i want to work with this is my ideal client so on and so forth 
you start to get a little bit more targeted marketing. So you start to go deeper and become the expert. And whether that's, there's nothing wrong with being a first time home buyer expert, right? Like if that's who you love working with, go for it. But if you're going to work off scarcity because, oh my gosh, I can't be a first time home buyer expert because the rates are da 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 and there is not enough demand, or I'm sorry, there's not enough supply, but a lot of demand. What can you do to make yourself different? Because you and the other, you know, what it feels like 3,000 billion, you know, other real estate agents are thinking the same thing. Everybody deals with the same thing. There's a ton of real, there's a ton of real estate marketing agencies. What makes me different is that I work with a specific niche of people that we do certain things that we have proven methods, so on and so forth. It's, it's, I hate to say it as that simple, but it's genuinely that simple. I can't be the marketing agency for everyone. I have conversations multiple times a day that the first question I ask them is, what's your, you know, what's your annual sales volume and what is your, like, who's your ideal client? And if I hear, well, I don't want to tell you what my annual sales volume is and my ideal client is anybody who's buying or selling. I stopped the conversation because if you don't know where you are and you don't know where you want to get to and you're not willing to share information with me, I can't be the expert that I am to help you grow. So that deeper, um, that kind of deeper, straighter targeting expertise, establishing that authority in that market space allows me to ask those tough questions and then get the answers I want so I can help the consumer or the customer get to the position they're getting to. So really for some of the examples like we talked about is like you can be a luxury property specialist or a first time home buyer specialist. And just because I say luxury property does not mean, well, like maybe you're good at a million to two and you have no idea what happens from 2.1 and up. Right. So maybe that's your like, hey, I am the man, the woman in one million to two million. I run this market. I know exactly how to market it. I have the database for like if you show up to a listing appointment or if you show up to a buyer's appointment with that level of authority, they're not going to talk about like, oh, yeah, Amir was a nice guy. So who cares if Amir was a nice guy? Amir came in with a proven method that said, hey, listen, this is how I got your neighbors and people in your industry to this point or your your area to this point this is what i can do for you it is now a proven method versus a promise like mm-hmm. i can make the promises of the world but if i don't have the expertise or the knowledge there's no point of doing it so those are some of the benefits of it that's why you should choose a niche because you don't want to be a generalist you don't want to work off scarcity you don't want to you know people say like shift with the market that's cool you can shift with the market because yes the consumer changes the consumer was maybe 20 years ago may have been on snail mail, but right now they're on Facebook, Instagram, and Google looking up realtors or their kids are doing that, right? Like you can make those shifts with your marketing, but you don't need to change who you market to in the ideal persona. Right. So let's shift into how to identify a niche because I think maybe we've talked about it. Maybe even if one person says, well, you know what? They're right. We should do a niche. So what are, there's three components when it comes to identifying a niche. And this is kind of like really two internal and one research aspect of it. There is the passion, there is you doing market research, and then there's you identifying who the target audience is, right? So I'll cover those three and then I'll get your your thoughts on this as well. So passion, when it comes to passion, like how are you going to encourage the the passion or the personal interest of that area of expertise like that you're trying to go after right so like how are you if if my if my luxury sellers live in bethesda well what are you gonna do 
in Bethesda to market yourself because that's your niche. My niche is I am the listing expert in Bethesda Chevy Chase or I'm the listing expert in Bethesda's $1 million to $3 million market. Okay, great. You better know Bethesda. You better know if somebody calls and says, hey, I'm moving into Walter Reed, which is near Bethesda. Like, How are you going to market to those people that are getting a job into Walter Reed? Maybe you have a connection with Walter Reed, right? So now when you go sit down with, hey, Mr. Garcia, I want to list your house in Bethesda. But listen, besides my proven methods, here's what else I can do for you. I have a list of buyers who are moving in from out of town or moving into the you know, the Walter Reed area or are going to be hired with Walter Reed or whatever it is. Or, and I like, this is where I'm going. These are the people I know. I have a list. If you give me the listing, I can probably get it sold because I already have a buyer in here. Now, Mr. Garcia is more likely to call me back and say, here's my signature because guess what? I showed him the proven method of how I got it done. And I didn't just say, I promised to list your house and put it on a market and okay, we'll sell. So those ways, the passion that you drive, the encouragement of understanding it, then you're doing market research or so analyzing the local market trends, like what's happening in a market, what is the demographic of that market, you know, what is the potential niche opportunities within that market. So again, if you're going into Bethesda or that Chevy Chase area, there's Walter Reed, there's NIH, there's other medical professions around there, there's many things that happen, or if you're in Washington, D.C., the political scene that's there. So like understanding the market trends and adapting to them and being an expert in that. Put yourself in the consumer's shoe. If they have to explain to you what Walter Reed is or what NIH is or why it's nice to live in Bethesda, you're not getting it. That's simple as that, man. You're just, you're just not going to get it. So paint, uh, I'm sorry, the passion. So how are you going to encourage the people that are passionate about selling their home, you know, what are they looking for? What are they interested in? The areas they live in, the market research, and then I using those two to kind of build your target audience, right? So for example, again, I'll keep using this because I already mentioned it. If I know that I'm selling a house near NIH or I'm the person that, you know, kills it in that NIH market before it comes to listing and buying houses, like, so I'm, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find out who the ideal clientele is. So potentially for me, it's people that are moving in to the state to work at NIH. So how do I do that? How do I get myself in the door, right? Mm -hmm. um, you have a certain niche, which is you're, you're kind of, which, which you'll tell us, like you're kind of going after a certain market. So you sat down and identified and said, hey, these are the gatekeepers to the clients. And these are the things I need to do to get to the clients. So you're working the gatekeepers to get yourself into that clientele, which for you could be if you are, again, going back to the NIH perspective, if you are going to do that, you need to then talk to maybe a relocation specialist that works with NIH or somebody who, I, you know, who helps with the moving of people into NIH because you can help them buy and then you can go after the listings that are in that area. So those three things, passions, market research, and target audience will be huge and the lifestyle of it will be huge for anyone who's looking to specifically niche down in, I know we're talking real estate, but in honestly, anything you do, find out the passion, do the market research, build your target audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it is. The thing is, you just really, to me, it came down to say, okay, 
let's look at where my business has come from for the last you know two years let's see what i enjoy doing working with these people maybe i didn't enjoy working with certain clients because maybe i felt uncomfortable when the time came to advise them and i have to do a lot more research which at the end it gives you experience but it just you spend a lot more time so look at what you enjoy, what you are mm. good at, what you're an expert, what you really can dominate, what you can say. I mean, like, it's one thing if you ask me about North Bethesda, Rockville, North Potomac, and Gaithersburg versus if you ask me about Lorton, Virginia. It will take me some time to mm. get to know Lorton. So understand what you're good at, what you understand, what you enjoy. And then from that point forward, then just really start working to understand, okay, this is what I, what these are the qualifications that I have. Do I need to go and get more things? So I'll tell you my example. It's I the last year and a half to two years, I've been working with a lot of estate, estate sales. What it, estate sales basically is that somebody already passed away, died. The owner of the property most likely died. And then the family has inherited the property and now the family has to sell the house. Now, these houses don't come clean, don't come empty. These houses don't come with, sometimes they're title issues. Sometimes there's like, problems among the people that are going to inherit the property and sometimes there's the person died without a will or a trust so understanding these how to push me to get certificates a certification and probate how to buy books about probate estate planning taxes and implications because what i wanted to do is to start then reaching out uh, estate planning attorneys or probate attorneys that that they're not hired sometimes to sell the house. They're hired to manage a state or or do the, go through the probate. So what they need to do is just to find the people that will. They're, they're not realtors. They're not going to be the ones to put, you know, so and so esquire, you know, for sale by owner. They're, they're not going to do that. They're going to hire someone. So I said, how can I go to start talking to these people and provide? a solution provide guidance provide value to these people so i were i start going in that direction and then all of a sudden there's some a little bit of momentum that is start building where people start calling me i'm having coffees with people they're inviting me to the events actually one guy even invited me to go to a court hearing for a probate to say like <laughs> hey why don't you come sit two three hours at a court hearing for yeah. a probate because he says you really learn a lot and i said i'll take it i'll go i mean i have i have no problem so Right. And then, you know, people start thinking like, okay, you really understand what you're doing. And then that person recommends you to another one and to another one, to another one. So last week I had two coffees, uh, meetings with two estate uh, planning attorneys and basically just talking about, hey, how can I help you, me as a real estate agent, be more successful when your clients need to sell houses and, uh, or, you know, so we were really working about different things and talking and it, and it worked out really, really great. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is good. We need that. So to the point that now I'm incorporating a little bit of estate planning into my practice because I want also people to help understand, but you're, you're one of my past clients, Amir, you bought a house, you have a house, mm -hmm. you now have a family, but he, the proverbial boss, you get hit tomorrow, something happens right. to you. Yeah, your wife is the, the co-owner of the house and everything is fine, but there's so many right. other things that you have no will, you have no trust, you have nothing that really you, you can really protect your assets for the generations to come. Right. So my job now is to be that person, that voice. I'm not an attorney. I'm not saying what you need, but all I'm saying is if you don't have one, you need to start thinking about putting getting one and not only that but you know i'll connect you with the right people absolutely i mean i think i think that 
you you embodied all three things that I just said, right? So you identified your passion, which was, hey, I want to help these people that are stuck in this phase. Like, as someone who went through a loss of a parent, right? So like, I I, I saw that happen, and then like the helplessness of it, and like, what do I do? And how? so a lot of that stuff. So you kind of see that passion from it, and then you did the market research, right? So you went out, read the books had the conversations and then you and that through that you identified the target audience which again for you is not necessarily the client is who the client is trusting and so we'll get to that in the last half of the show which we'll talk about kind of building that niche brand and then overcoming the challenges but when you have a target audience and you do your research and you sound smart in what you're saying and not just a generalist people will trust you if people will trust you, they are 70% more likely to do business with you. Another aspect of it is you also niche down into YouTube marketing. Mm -hmm. Yes, you talk about all things real estate, but you niche down into the channel that drives the content for you. So right now, you're getting leads through the stuff that's happening for you through the optimization X, Y, and Z. Because you have niche down, you're talking about something specific and you're providing value. So that goes to show that if you do niche down, you're not necessarily turning. Yes, to, to, to use your example, Robert, you said, hey, you're going to go from a 10 inch pipe to maybe a two inch pipe. You still are, right? You're, you're, you're not getting the mass, but you are getting quality. So we are now really talking about niching down is really quality over quantity. Do you want 600 leads in your database that will maybe turn into three sales? No, like I, I, I don't want to have to chase down a bunch of stuff. What if you niche down 600 goes to 20 and you do 15 deals at the end of the year and you are happy and you don't have to stress about too many things. I mean, I'm sure there's things to stress about, but you, you, you're enjoying what you do. You get more time with your family. You get more time with certain things like that. So niching down can also be a huge lifter of bearing on what it is you're doing and how it is you are going with. Um, when we come back, because we'll, we'll hear a word from our sponsor. When we come back, we're going to talk about two things and then we'll get to some success stories that we have um, from an agency perspective. And, you know, Robert can share some success stories he has heard or has experienced himself. But when we come back, we're going to talk about two important things. Building your niche brand. So how to message it, the content, the networking, the community building, and also how to overcome some of the challenges that come with it, which is kind of the perception that comes with it or What's the budget that needs to look like and how do you stay relevant in what it is that you do? We'll take a second, hear from a sponsor, and we'll be right back. My name is Amir Tabrizi and I am the owner and the chief growth officer here at Agency 270. Agency 270 is a full service digital marketing team. We focus on search engine optimization, paid ads, your Google business profile, videos, video editing and optimization, posting your videos, social media management, and podcasts, recording, and editing. Why we do what we do is because we want to help you and your message to get out in front of the world. We want to make sure that we're highlighting our clients so that they are the consumer's choice. We do that through the power of digital marketing. Ask yourself this question. If you go onto Google right now and type in your name, or type the problem that you solve, and you're not coming up as one of the first two, three choices, there's a problem there. You are losing 
out business to your competitor. Don't settle for next to best. Don't settle for second. Don't settle for third. Let us help you get you to the number one spot on Google. Give me a call today. Go on our website at agency270.com. Send us an email at marketing at agency270 or give us a call 301-310-6148. Again, that's 301-310-6148. Back to our show. Well, welcome back. Um, so the first half of our show, I mean, as, as we mentioned, the goal for this whole year for Robert, myself with the Brand Builder podcast is to kind of take it a step ahead of brand building, which is we're going to get into some lead generation stuff because we all need to make ends meet. And if there ain't no leads, there ain't no noodles being ate, right? So we got to make sure we get that stuff done. So we talked about two things. Niche marketing. What is it? Why choose a niche? And how to identify a niche. And in those, we broke down what are the pain points? What are the benefits? What are the examples that we talked about? How to identify the niche, which is what we talked about, the passion, the market research, and the target audience. So now, we want to talk about two other important things when it comes to niche marketing. It's how to build a niche brand, right? So like we talk about... Hey, niche down, niche down, and niche down. And people may say, well, what, 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 how, to, okay, I, I hear you. I know I need to do it, but like, how do I start? Right. So we want to give you some of that practical advice as well. So in any branding or in any marketing we do, it really comes down to your messaging and the content that's built behind it. Right. So what's your message? How do we get it delivered? Yes, there is a network part of it that you can do, which is where are they? And then we'll talk on a kind of talk about the community building, right? So like who are in that community that you can get in touch with, build that relationship with so that you can be that go-to person for it. So let's start, let's, let's kind of start about the messaging. So you want to craft a clear and concise value proposition that resonates with your niche audience. So what, what, what makes you good? Why should I use you? Why should I, as a seller or a buyer or a first-time home buyer or a luxury seller, like why should I use you? Why should I, as the person who needs this roof replaced, use you as the exterior company that's going to do it? So what makes you different? What is your value proposition? Now, I'm not saying go out and create some crazy guarantee because I see this all the time. Even in my industry, what we see a lot, and I'm sure, Robert, you've seen this too, and I'm sure you guys have as well. You're going to get on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is on. And the, one of the ads you see now, it's, we guarantee you 100 book leads by tomorrow or you don't pay. Like You hear that all the time. I've had people that are on sales calls with me and say, hey, what's your guarantee? Uh, my guarantee is you get me and you get a marketing agency. Like I, I can't guarantee anything. I can't tell you what the algorithm is going to look like tomorrow. I have proven methods that I know that will work, right? And a lot of times when you have the conversation with that guarantee company, you will hear them in the fine print say, as long as you do everything we think as the agency, you could have done to turn them into a lead, then sure, we'll give you your money back. But before we do that, you got to pay us three months up front, which is nine, 10, 20, $30,000, or a lot of marketing agencies are out there are, you know, collecting that much money and saying, hey, you're in for the year before you even see anything, mm-hmm. right? So that's the messaging, right? So my, so my value proposition as an agency owner, and we'll get to your value proposition as well, Robert, is one, 
my proven method. Two, the systems that you get access to. And three, hey, we need to grow your business. We know what we're doing. And I can show you proven methods and you can talk to former clients and you can ask them the questions that you have. I'm transparent about it. I'll tell you if it's going to work or not. I'll tell you if we're the ideal person for you. A lot of times when we get into these conversations, it's an interview. You interview me, I interview you. We both have to make sure it works out. So mm-hmm. my messaging to how to create, to how to craft a clear, concise value proposition to that person, to the person who's buying my service has to be really clear, really concise. So I'll go back to my NIH um, example. So if my value proposition as the Bethesda luxury agent is I have buyers in my database, I need to prove that I have the buyers in my database. You cannot just say, I have the buyers. We hear it all the time. I have the buyers. I have the sellers. Everybody's got buyers and sellers. Somebody's buying something. Somebody's selling something. Cool. But if I can show up and my messaging says, we have a buyers, we have a a list of buyers of 40, 50, 60 that are moving into the area to work at the NIH so we can get you somebody in your house and your house under contract fairly quickly. Or vice versa, if I have the listing and I am that person who's helping to facilitate that deal, that transaction, that I can go to my buyers and say, hey, if you want to get on my list or if you want to be one of my clients, this is what you get. You get access to these houses that I'm listing. I am the Bethesda person because I work with people who are looking to sell around NIH and I help these people move. So so my messaging becomes that connection piece. I'm clear. This is who I am. I'm concise. This is what I do. This is what I have access to. And this is what makes me different. So you drive all of that together. That's when you get the results that you are actually looking to get. So your messaging, clear, creating that. Then the content that I build. So you need to understand where does your consumer get their information from? Do they read a lot? Are they on social media a lot? Do they consume information on the metro? Because if they consume it on the metro, they're listening it in two ways. They're either on podcast or on video, mm-hmm. right? So where do they consume their information? What's their age? What's their demographic? If somebody's in their 20s, they're not on Facebook. But where are they? They're on Instagram, potentially on TikTok. So if you want to be a Bethesda real estate agent, maybe you need some TikTok dances to sell your houses. I don't know. Whatever you got to do, you got to do, right? So content marketing, where are they? How can you create that targeted content marketing? Before I get to networking, community building, anything you want to add there, Robert, with kind of the messaging or the content marketing that you think would be important when it comes to building your niche brand? Yeah. So, I mean, you just really said something that is very good. You got to understand these demographics. So there is a reason why when you are producing content on YouTube, there is a, there is a, a part that gives you the stats and it has a lot of demographics and you got to understand those things that for me, for example, dealing with these estate planning attorneys and probate, I understood that my people were not the ones where I need to do dance in front of a camera to get their attention because it's not what they consume. They wanted to consume a, a plan of action. They, the way they think is, what is the strategy? How is the plan? How can you help us get there? And what have you done in the past? So I have to validate myself. I have to have a proof of what I've done before. I have to have uh, people that were willing to give me a letter of recommendation where to to kind of like tell them what I have done. So all these things were stuff that were really, really, really helped me 
tremendously to help all of these other people to come to this place. So with that in mind, you know, if if you want to target first-time home buyers that are just relocating to these areas, so maybe podcasting and YouTube is the right place where you need to go. And because, you know, there's, as Amir said, they're going to be in the metro, going on their commute on their way to downtown DC from Rockville. And they can be listening to some of that stuff that they, they wanted to consume. So you got to understand where do these people go? You know, there is a reason why the big brands, you know, compare compare a BMW and Mercedes Benz. Once you go inside of their stores, you can really understand how the how the nice feeling because they're going after the people that are not buying Hondas or 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 Toyotas or all these things. They're really going for the people that will pay the big bucks. But at the same time, they'd be willing to sit down on a nice leather sofa and, and get a really nice cup of Ely coffee or Lavazza or something really nice because they feel like that's what they deserve They're paying for. So understand your audience and create the strategy to approach them. It is, it's, it's crucial. I mean, I think it's that before you understand uh, your, you identify your niche and all these things, that's the next thing. How are you going to deliver these things to them? Absolutely. I mean, I think if you if you don't know where you're going or where you're driving the message, what, what are we doing, right? So people people definitely need it. He said, Lavats and I want some coffee. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Certain trigger words make you want certain things. Um, the last two things, I think, when it comes to building your niche brand, and it's kind of something that you have done. So I, I, I want to hear more from you than, than my piece on this is the networking that you do. So the network that you build around you and then also the community building. So they're they're the same, but also different. So the people you can network with could be the the lawyer that Robert speaks with, or the you know in my NIH example, it's the person who's helping the relocation of it, whether it's a moving company or the HR that I can reach out to, or wh whoever it is that I need to get in touch with to get into that. Um, and then I think there is an also a community building, so industry professionals. Um, you know, for the networking and then the community building. So reaching that niche audience online and offline through, you know, kind of thought leadership. So, you know, for example, webinars, workshops, certain things you can do within that community that can build it up. So again, I'll go back to the NIH example since I seem to be stuck on that one. If I'm, if I'm going to, it's crazy. Like I started with the thought now I got to drill deep into it. Um, so the community building, what I would say is like, if, if I am the community expert of Bethesda Chevy Chase, right, my, my community building is going to be more along the lines of, hey, I want to come into the local school or the local community center or whatever local events are happening, whether it's Bethesda Day or there's a parade or whatever, to build that community around me by giving away something. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are and what you do. There's always what's in it for me. Like, what are you going to give me? Robert, if I work with you, what's in it for me? Why should I choose you over somebody else? Right? So what's in it for them? Are you giving away something? How can you build that trust with them? If you're going to sit there and say, hey, give me your first name, last name, your mother's maiden name, your social security number, and da, 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 and I'll give you a guide. That's not building trust. Mm -hmm. But if you can give them, hey, listen, two options here. I built this guide. It's all about estate sale planning, or it's all about moving into the Bethesda area. That includes, you know, what what the schools districts are, or what are the best coffee shops, or what what are the best, you know, X, Y, and Z, and what are the best diners, and da 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 da. 
what you can do and how to spruce up your home so you can build a guide around it and then you can go to them and say hey mr and mrs seller or the future mr and mrs seller what whoever they are wherever they are because again we work in a flywheel not a sales funnel we don't just shove people through and hope they spit out as customers because that's too much friction we want to meet them where they are so we work the flywheel so they could be really really at the top of the flywheel just just hey i'm like three years away i know i'm gonna have a kid or you know i'm planning for so and so i'm not ready yet or they could be at the kind of the bottom of that flywheel where they're really primed to sell which is hey i need to move within the next three weeks can you make it happen right so you want to meet them with different content having said having said that like hey i built this guide you know new families within bethesda cool as a new family i can go in and see all the cool things that realtor tabrizi or realtor garcia says hey these are the things we can do then guess what then now they keep that book and so every time they need to do something if they want to they, they remember you you're not playing out of sight out of mind and then maybe they get ready a month later or a year later and they come back to you right so be that community building aspect of it so that you can continue to build 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 and give away content when it comes to that before we go on to overcoming challenges anything you want to add to kind of that building your niche uh brand robert no i think you touch on that portion i think that's uh that's uh really exactly how i probably will word it so no you 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 touch exactly the way it is and i'll give you the most powerful tool you can use when it comes to kind of the networking or the community niche there's this really really cool tool that you know not a lot of people are using which is called google go on there type in whatever near me and then you'll find everything you need Right. Like we, it's interesting because we were talking about this kind of a little bit off topic. Like we were talking about something earlier and we were kind of comparing Google to Facebook, right? Or Google to Meta. And one of the things we were talking about is like, yes, like if you're, if you're running ads on Facebook or if you're on, like nobody goes to Facebook that says plumbers near me. Sure. There may be a group of your HOA neighbors that you go to and say, Hey, you know, who's near me or who, who, who does X, Y, and Z or what, what can you give me or who can, you know, refer me this? Sure. But if you need something, we all do the same thing. We go to Google, whether it's on our phone or on our computers, and say, so-and-so near me, barber near me, plumber near me, real estate agent near me. The higher you rank, the more you've been able to build the community, the more that you've specifically niched down, the much more you are reserved. Be the darn digital mayor of wherever it is you want to work. Mm -hmm. Don't be the president. Be the damn mayor. Then you can build yourself up to have a national brand. We all just go national, national, national. Why? Sure, there's more opportunities to make money, but would you rather make $200,000 a year or have a $2 million business a year local, or would you rather have a $100,000 national brand that does nothing? Right? So build, build that out. Really think of yourself. So overcoming challenges. There is definitely going to be challenges in what it is you guys do. And we'll wrap this up with it since I know we're reaching that 40-minute mark here. So overcoming your challenges. There are three really big challenges that go into any type of marketing or branding. There's the perception of it. So address the concerns with limiting opportunities. Like address those to yourself. Okay, yes, I am limiting my opportunities, but I'm giving myself more quality. Yes, I'm limiting the quantity of business I can get to do. But I'm increasing the quality and my brand awareness of it. If you're just a great real estate agent in Maryland, 
Maryland scales from all the way from the eastern shore, three and a half hours away, to all the way to the most western point of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Very different markets. Montgomery County market, Howard County, PG County, Frederick County, they're all very different markets. Mm-hmm. So you can't be a good real estate agent if you're just saying, I'm a good rate Maryland agent. Cool. You must be doing two to 3,000 deals a year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's not even that many houses on the market right now, but hey, you must be doing something, right? So specific down. Yes, you are giving up. The perception of I'm giving this up is there, but you're giving yourself the quality of it. The other thing is a marketing budget, right? So there are cost-effective ways where we could do niche marketing. We are going to address marketing budgets and how to set the right budget and pick a budget and all that fun stuff at a, at a later episode. But for this one specifically, if you are thinking of like, okay, how do I identify a budget? Go back to identifying where they consume their information. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a fancy phone or crazy camera equipment that you'll see around us or this mic or anything like that. Like. This thing will do everything you need it to do. Put it in front of you, shoot that video, talk about what you do, who you are. It doesn't have to be perfect. Stop chasing perfection. Stop. I I have fired clients over, I'm chasing perfection. Okay, cool. Let me know when you get there. And how did you get there? By the way, document that because that'd be really cool to sell. Uh, You're never going to get there. You're not. Mm -hmm. You're not. I'm going to stumble on this podcast. I've said certain things. After you know certain amount of episodes and thousands of views, I'm still going to stumble. I'm still going to make mistakes. I'm still going to say something that, oh, I wish I didn't say that. Or, oh, I should have said that differently. doesn't matter. Stop thinking of it that way. But go back to it. Think, think about your cost-effective ways, right? So like social media is free. Post it. It doesn't have to look fancy. Uh, writing blog content. Not necessarily free, but it can be if you're just writing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And then you can go as higher as you can go as high as hiring a marketing agency, you know, to do search engine optimization, handle your social media, handle your YouTube growth and so on and so forth. And then the other thing is, how do you stay relevant? Right. So I'm going to have Robert answer that because he, he's a really good ideal person to answer the, the relevancy part because he has, I think, up to like 30,000 followers at this point on all his social media including youtube channels and so on and so forth like so you don't you don't get there without without staying relevant but those two things the perception and the marketing budget really think about those don't don't perceive it the wrong way think about the most cost effective ways of marketing and then you can scale it as you grow but robert how do you stay relevant right so like one of the things in a niche specifically is like in social media, if you stop doing something for a little bit, you're just going to go relevant because somebody else will take over what it is you're doing. So what do you do to stay relevant specifically when it comes to the niche that you market to? Well, there is something that there is very, very simple. It's, it's, a, um, it's a letter. It's a word with four letters, and it's called PLAN, P-L-A-N. And it's, 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 it's an, it's an basically it's have a plan of action for everything you wanted to do imagine yourself going to your doctor and the doctor not having all the knowledge and experience 
uh, and not having a plan of action. And, you know, they don't necessarily, you, you go to the emergency and they don't take you directly into the operating room, right? They have you in the first phase of the emergency room to get your vitals. And then if after your vitals, they cannot figure it out, then they start doing some testing, blood, imaging, and everything to the point they realize they need to get you to the operating room, right? You need surgery. Well, the same happens in real estate. You cannot, or any other industry, but in, in, in social media, it's, it's like, it's a must. Not a maybe, it's a must. You have to do it all the time. You have to have a plan of action develop. And I'm not talking a plan of action that, oh, I'm just going to plan out the next, you know, 30 days. Yes, that is good. That's a good beginning. But you should have a plan for the whole year. And yes, that plan has to be uh, measurable. Okay, you have to measure the, the, the achievements. You have to have goals on each of the plans. Each month should have a goal on what you're trying to accomplish, whether it is this many postings, whether it is this many videos, whether it is this many webinars, whether it is whatever you want to, you have to have those things. And once you have the plan, then create a system and a system for everything and then execute. Many people spend, and I'm only speaking for the real estate industry because when it comes to September, October, November, it's a big month, big months for real estate agents for planning because in essence, kind of like the, the season has died down a lot and it's it's more of a quiet time. Well, people don't, they, they don't, they play catch up because they were not systematic in that approach during the, the previous months. So create a plan, work on your plan. Look at your plan. If you don't know how to create a plan, there's so many free plans you can get online. You can go to Canva, uh, create a free account, and just say like a marketing plan. There are plenty, tons of calendars for with marketing plans. You can join Facebook groups that do all these things about planning. You can reach out to Mr. Tabrizi and he will send you. Don't you have a you have a template, Amir? So you can you can give people mm -hmm. a template of yeah. a marketing plan. I mean, all do that and then sit down and see the things that you enjoy doing. Okay, let's go back to that niche, right? And see the things that you enjoy doing, things that you could continue to do, mm -hmm. and things that you should potentially have to outsource to somebody. Maybe you need to hire a company like Amir's, you know, maybe you need to hire more like an executive assistant. Maybe it's a junior assistant, right. maybe it's like a college student that you know maybe it's your sister your wife your husband your your teenager that can help you with these things so those yeah. are the things that you have to start thinking about how you're going to approach and then just go on it but execute execute the money it's in the execution plan it just to have a, gu a guide but the money it's in the execution once you start executing that's it you're you're in uh but it takes yeah. time it's not perfect. It's ugly sometimes. It's boring. It's, there are times where this thing is so boring that right. you feel like, I don't want to do it. I don't know what to talk about. Listen, just just, just go to Google. Just just put, hey, things that are happening in real estate in, in, in the area, and you'll notice yeah. that there's tons of things that you can come up with. And your content, if you're feeling comfortable with a five-minute video on YouTube or a 10-minute video or a whole webinar for half an hour, Go with um, like a TikTok or go to Reels. Go with stuff that is short, to the point, sweet. You know, I I remember one day somebody um, told me, says, hey, I wish there would be someone online that can just give me the 10 questions I need to ask a real estate agent. And I said, oh, <laughs> brainer, I'll do. So I did actually a series of 10 questions on the buy side and on the listing side so that right. people can ask those questions. And they were under a minute. I mean, they were like 56 seconds because I was timing yeah. myself. So you can do things like that. They don't need to be fancy. They don't have to have this flashing thing and colors. And you don't have to have all these filters. You don't have to have expensive equipment. Right. None of those things are required. 
I used to yeah. remember that I said that I needed to probably have a $5,000 camera <laughs> DSLR to go live on YouTube. No, you don't need that. Actually, that's just yeah. a big distraction. All you need is your content and your content is the key to success. So if you have right. a good content, that's it. Absolutely. And I think just, you know, what you said is like, especially with the relevancy factor, it's like you can look up what's happening. Um, you can also educate yourself on what's happening, right? So if you, if you want to stay relevant, you want to stay on top of it. So, um, yeah, we have, we have plenty of templates and stuff and we did an episode on how to, how to market, you know, a, a budget plan, a market plan. So you guys can either watch us on YouTube or go back to, um, some previous episodes we've done, um, under the agency 270 channel on, um, on YouTube or brand build a podcast on, uh, any, podcast that you guys are using to listen but yeah you can listen to that and then you can always also reach out um to either one of us you know you can reach out to marketing at agency270.com so that's marketing at agency270.com um and you know we're happy to give you audits if you go on our website agency270 we, we always give out audits we'll tell you where you are we'll tell you the keywords and so on and so forth that's part of what we provide um you know it's interesting kind of like the courtesy of it because Listen, whenever you're ready to do work, whether it's with me or whether it's Robert or whatever, you'll know when you're ready. So I'm not going to nickel and dime you for an audit or so on and so forth, because my goal, just like you and just like I talked about, is to niche down and provide value. So my value proposition is I'll give you the keywords. I'll give you the audit. I'll tell you where you're struggling. I'll tell you what competitor is dominating the local market and why are they dominating the local market or tell you if your videos suck and what you need to do to fix it. I'm not saying chase perfection. I'm saying just fix it. Hey, do this better. Or say this more. Do this less, right? And to say to, the last thing I'll say before we we end this is like something that Robert said is, you know, he did 10 56 second videos. Let's say 10 60 second videos. That is 10 minutes, but he has content for 10 days. Mm -hmm. Spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes even in one day out of the month, and you can have enough content for the whole darn month that's posting every single damn day every single day it does not have to be complicated it does not need it does not require a seven thousand dollar camera like I, I am genuinely recording this on an iphone there's an iphone that's connected to my mac that's connected to this i have that thing there and that thing there and a thing in my like i'm not using any of that stuff keeping it simple it's easy plug it in stick it up there boom now we're having a conversation High quality. You don't need this mic. There's mic. There was a mic in that thing right now, right? So like, it's simple. Mm -hmm. You can buy a webcam that has mic in it. Like, it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't need to do. It. Just do the thing. Just do it. Like you said, just do it. Just yep. do it. That's all you gotta do. So we want to thank you for joining us. Sorry if I preached to you at the end of it, but hey, you know what happens. Um, I want to thank you for joining us. We are excited to come back. We did. We did take a couple months off. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time sitting there and thinking about how we wanted to grow the channel and which way we wanted to see the direction of this channel go um, into. You can always watch us on YouTube as well. Um, you know, I'm sure I have a face for radio, so it's okay. You guys can just, you know, put a sticky over me or something. Um, I, or just, just wherever you guys listen to us, we appreciate you listening. We look forward to bringing you more content on a monthly basis and to discuss kind of more lead generation brand building than just the brand building itself. Robert, thank you for joining me. Um, it's always a pleasure to thank have you. you on and to hear your perspective on certain things. 
I want to thank all of you for listening and seeing us. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.